an eye on the street below. Alfred says I have trouble with intimacy, but people often die when they get close to me. I'm kicking and punching. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 26th and final edition of the Batman and Robin Eternal DC Threekly podcast. I'm Zach, and I'm joined, as always, by Brian and Vince. And if you don't know how this works by now, shame on you, but we are going to start, as always, with a recap of the issue, and there will be spoilers. So if you have not read the issue yet... um, Pause, go read it, or if you just want to be spoiled, that's your prerogative. Um, But we're just going to jump right in with this issue. Um, It was, as always, written by Scott Snyder and James Tynion IV, and scripted by James Tynion as well. And it was illustrated by an army of pencilers and inkers, um, the pencilers were Scott Eaton, Carlo Pagulon, Pagulon, that sounds great, uh, Igor Vitorino and Geraldo Borges, um, and then also inked by Wayne Foucher, Jason Paz, Mark Deering, and Borges again. Um, with colors by Alan Pasolacqua and Gabe Eltabe. Eltabe, I think. Eltabe's been on a lot of these issues, and he does a good job. Um, but we, the issue starts off uh, with a flashback. We have a young Harper, Harper Rowe, who has snuck away and come to her mother's place of employment. I think she, I think she said she works at a bank and has gotten on the wrong side of her mom's boss um, and kind of gets her mom in trouble. So they they leave, and um, they're just kind of walking and talking, and Harper brings up the fact that I guess her mom has been working a lot lately because of her deadbeat dad and um, asks if her mom still loves her and Cullen, which leads to a rather emotional scene where they where they talk about you know the sacrifices that parents make and the bad decisions and how they just want the best for their kids and lets her know that her that Harper and Cullen can can grow up and be whatever they want um and so we we break away from this heartwarming scene to the the grim image of Harper standing over a a chained cast with a knife and mothers imploring her to to um, fulfill her full potential and to, to kill Cass and um, just become what she always should have been. And we get a few pages of this, and you, we're, we're almost led to believe that it's going to happen, and Cass even, even um, gives Harper permission to go ahead and do it to make her, her feel better. But, um, of course, she doesn't. Um, Harper's been stalling using her skills as an electric engineer, electrical engineer to map out the the power grid, I guess, in, in Mother's Base and to disrupt it to prevent her from activating the next batch of, of satellites. And um, they we get a, you know a few scenes of Mother and Harper fighting and um, 
mother pulls a gun on Harper and Cass ends up taking a bullet for her, just, you know, further solidifying that friendship, that bond that they have. And um, mother uses, you know, has, takes a second attempt to restart the satellites. And this time she's thwarted by Azrael, who kind of gets his redeeming moment here. And so now kind of twice thwarted, um, Dick calls in, uh, calls in the gang. He gets everybody to come in through the doors, and we get a great moment of the entire Bat family, um, all the extended cast and characters, and even Midnighter jump in and um, start fighting with the with the other orphans. The, I don't I don't think they're clones, but the, the other children who are, children who are wearing the orphan outfits, and we get a lot of great character scenes. We get a great moment with cast and Harper and Spoiler um, kind of getting ready to take on take on Mother and, and her gang. And then another moment with, with the guys, we get the, the four uh, Robins all standing together. And <clears throat> at this point, Mother realizes that she's, she's kind of been bested and um, pulls the old supervillain trick where she's going to self-destruct the base and kill everybody in there. And, um, but, and so she does this, we find out that the, this ice base is built over a volcano and the whole thing's about to go down and the ground is splitting. Of course it is, you know, it's perfect. Um, and Cass comes up behind mother and it, it seems like Cass might be going in for the kill. Um, and so we have, you know, a few moments of, of suspense before it is revealed that, her father, David Kane, the original orphan, is not dead, and he he comes in and grabs mother and ends up. We get a, we get a nice touching moment where he he kind of tries to make amends with Cass, although I don't think any any words that he says could could fix all the things that happened. But he tries, you know. I guess you got to give him that, and then he ends up killing mother and and sacrificing both of them by jumping into the volcano. And so our, our heroes escape the, the collapsing ice base and are reunited with Colin, who gets a, gets a great line. And, you know, we get some nice, warm, fuzzy moments um, as, the, as the day is saved. And then the, the issue ends. We jump ahead one month later um, after the events of Batman 50. So Bruce is back as Batman, and he, he kind of gets this epilogue where he... He talks with first Harper, and we get we get a nice moment where Harper kind of reasserts herself and takes control of her life after this this you know series. She kind of lost control a little bit and learned how little control she had had, and decides that you know whether whether she wears a costume or not, she's going to help people in her own way, which is a really great character moment, I think. Um, this is followed by a scene with Bruce and Cass where Cass kind of recommits as her, you know, commits to a life of, of costume crime fighting and takes on the new identity of orphan, which mm, I'm sure we'll talk about that here in a little bit. (laughs) And, um, the, the series ends, um, as it should with Batman and his Robins, um, preparing to 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 break up a heist and we we just get a lot of you know 
warm, fuzzy moments with with kind of uncharacteristically so uh, moments between Bruce and his four adopted children, basically, and the the series just ends with uh, the four, five of them jumping into action, and uh, that's where that's where it stops. Nice job. Well there's done. There's a lot. There was a lot. Oversized yeah. issue. And that's it now. Yeah, can you guys believe it's over? I... The last Batman story ever. Yeah, it's done. I... sledgehammer <laughs> what was that Vince say that again I want to be your sledgehammer <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you I had to play it out guys oh yeah yes yeah that's impressive we've been doing this too long to not to not send it on its way mm-hmm. you know um so you know uh, Vince took to Twitter this morning to say how much he loved the issue um my opinion is slightly less uh, effusive than that, uh, Zach. Where do you stand on this issue? Um, I'm probably about where you are. Um, maybe a little, maybe in the middle. I didn't dislike it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, I kind, I guess I was a little lukewarm on it. Um, you know, it did have some great moments, but it was also kind of, you know. Just tying up the threads, putting a nice bow on everything, having the conversations that needed to be had, and you know, like like kind of like Vince alluded to, just it, it's setting up for rebirth. Yeah, I I just felt like there was everything was was tied up really really neatly, and I felt that there are a lot of moments of people being out of character, specifically. Ooh. Bruce and the Robins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Explain. Which I have a comment on that, but yeah, go ahead and. Well, it, it is your comment that we don't know how Bruce is after his like brain yeah. transfusion thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will grant you that. I just, um, okay. I feel like one of my criticisms of James Tynan's comics is that I, I feel like they're very much. Um, the characters all do things that are really interesting and exciting and good, but they go about them in the least interesting or exciting ways. Um, so for instance, the scene with Harper kind of saying to Batman, you know, I'm going to do my own thing. I don't think in particular that's a bad thing. I think that there's so, if somebody else has scripted the scene, it just could have been done so much more elegantly. Like her saying, um... Hang on, I'm looking for my the line here. Um, my mom was a good woman. She wasn't a saint. She made her fair share of mistakes. I'm sure you've seen her records. Like that's just the most rote bit of dialogue I've ever read in a comic in my entire life. Like there's just, and I feel like the whole issue is kind of filled with moments like that, where the scene itself wasn't bad and there were some good parts of it, but every all, especially the emotional scenes, just felt like everybody was. It felt like a Wikipedia entry on all these. 
as characters, you know. <laughs> You'll bear the weight of Miranda Rose's death for the rest of your life, but it doesn't need to define you. Not anymore. Harper is going to follow her own path. You can do the same. Leave this life. It's just all so predictable and <laughs> so cheesy. And uh, I feel like I really, up until the flash forward a month, I was totally fine with this issue, but I strongly disliked each of these scenes. Oh, man. Those are my favorite part. I don't of... feel, I don't know if I feel, yeah, I don't know if I feel as strongly. I, I do think I fall like in the middle. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, I definitely didn't love it. It really didn't do anything for me necessarily, but I was kind of just neutral. Okay. So here's what I think. I, I agree with you, Brian, that, um, especially for Harper Row, and I think for the entire issue. Uh, I mean, this is Harper's issue, and this is her issue to let everybody know where she stands on everything. And it's very much done in, like, a speechifying man. I know that's that's not a word, is it? Speechifying? I know what you mean, though. Yeah. The entire issue is her making a speech, basically. You know, like, yes. like oh, I was never going to hurt you, Cass. I know it wasn't you. You know, very much telling everybody everybody she comes across like how she feels about them and how she feels about life and how she is her own person that's not going to be defined by what happened to her you know okay is it overwritten yes but first of all it was super refreshing to see that we're probably not going to have too much ongoing tension between her and Cass because of something that Cass did when she was, you know, manipulated by mother or whatever, right? right? Or or by David Kane. Now, you know from listening to the podcast, listeners, that that was like a sticking point with me several issues ago because things like that ha- tend to happen in comics and then they're dragged out and they're an issue for like, you know, years. They can they can they can bog down the characters for years, you know, mm-hmm. when in 75 years of, you know, Batman comics or whatever, people have done things under mind control all the time, you know, like it's so refreshing to see somebody say, you know what? I know it wasn't really you, you know? <laughs> so first mm-hmm. of all, that, that went a long way towards like making the lead up to the, the finale kind of, um, a relief rather than something I was really worried about. And, uh, and, and I do think that everything in mother's lair was, you know, more or less a cliche. Like, like Zach said, it's the old thing where like she goes crazy and she's going to blow them all up because she couldn't possibly win any other way. And of course, David Kane takes her down. He has a change of heart and takes her down. And, and of course she tells him her whole plan. Yep. Yep. Of course, all of that. Yes. Yep. That's, that stuff was all very rote. But then at the end, and in the in the time skip, okay, again you're right. Harper's a little overwritten, more than a little. <laughs> but the the fact of the matter is that all the like all the the <laughs> so Harper and Cass and Steph, you know, they feel like a team now. All the Robins show up. Everyone is smiling except for Jason Todd. Like in that last panel, Batman is smiling. All the other Robins are smiling. 
they feel like a team again. They feel like they're actually having fun doing what they're, they're going to go break up a heist. Like the end was just so rough. Maybe that's, maybe that's cheap and maybe I'm a, I'm a cheap date, but that's so refreshing when compared to what we've gotten over the last five years where Batman is nothing but serious business. I don't disagree with that. I, I guess it went a long way for me. That's all I'm saying. Well, my biggest problem with everything was actually the Harper scene and not for the reasons we've talked about so far. Okay. To me, one of the great things about the last five years of Batman has been Harper Rose's ascent into a predominant role. She's a really interesting character that I think works on just about every level. And this issue took her off the table for the foreseeable future. And I feel like that's um, that's just not good. I don't like that. I like the reason they gave for it, but I don't like the action itself. Uh-huh. I feel like she's one of the few uh, new characters in the New 52 that could stick. She's one of the few characters, uh, one of the few female characters we've had recently that haven't just been a cliche. I think she's such a strong character, and they essentially said, well, we're done with you. When... when you know, when we need this character, we'll we'll dig her back up. And I think that the rebirth solicits tell that same story. And they say, okay, we we don't feel like she's necessary right now. And so to me, that scene, while a nice character moment, means we're not going to be getting nice character moments from her for the foreseeable future. And I really dislike that. I personally don't think we will go a year before she shows up in Birds of Prey. I don't know. Birds of Prey has nothing to do with with that part of the bat. That's you know that's my disappointment with that book, which we didn't talk about on our three hour rebirth well, episode. She's um, just. I mean, I just feel like it has. I mean, she's a bird. Yeah. She, <laughs> yep. She's a li- bluebird. Is her name like? It has to happen. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she shows up in the, either there or Detective. Yeah, I think she'll show up in Detective, definitely, like, no doubt. Well, the, he, within the first year. Here, yeah. Here's my Detective note, though. Do you notice that, on? and again, that's a promo image that might change, but we see Cass still in her black bat attire? Yeah. So I, I don't know if this orphan thing is going to stick either, or if once Rebirth happens, she'll just be called Black Bat again. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah. I guess to me, uh, just to to keep making Zach Zach and Vince mad at me is, um, I feel like this was very much a wrap up before. This to me kind of felt like an issue I adored pre New Fifty Two, the last issue of James Robinson's Justice League, where they essentially break the fourth wall and say like you yeah. know this is ending and whatever. I feel like this was putting a putting a pin in in the Bat family and uh, you know, wrapping it all up before it all gets taken away again. Which I kind of like that. I don't if I like it, that if, aspect. If, if it was better written, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah. I'd be I'm interested to see um, you know, Vince, before we got on, you were talking about your your reading books that you feel like are relevant to leading up towards rebirth, and this is definitely one of them. But we still have um, Batman 52, which is a tiny and written issue. 
And I wouldn't be surprised if that picks up some threads for this and maybe acts as the bridge between Batman and Robin Eternal and Detective Comics. Yeah, that makes some sense. I wonder I wonder if we'll get a bit more in that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this is as nice of a bow as... It's, it, it only feels like a bow to me because there's not dangling plot threads. I feel like from a character standpoint, status quo, where everybody is, that is very much continuing on to Rebirth. Does that make sense? I mean, like, the Batman you see here is going to be the Batman of Rebirth. Mm -hmm. The cast you see here, okay, she may be called uh, Black Bat, she may be called Orphan and still wear the Black Bat costume. You Mm -hmm. know, I, I mean... There's no telling, wh- and I really know. don't care about that. I I, I, don't I just either. I just take that as a possible sign of regression, mm-hmm. that maybe this stuff isn't gonna stick as much as we think. Well, then we're getting Wally West back. Damn it! <laughs> oh Lord, do I hope so. <laughs> um, I I I sound like I'm coming off very very harsh in this issue, but I actually didn't mind all all of the sort of cliche arch villain machinations. In the uh, in the first half of the issue, because it seems to me like this was just one of those big classic stories like that, and so those elements felt very a piece of what we've been seeing the last, you know, six months or so. Sure. Um, I actually really enjoyed, as always, seeing Midnighter uh, pop in and save the day some more. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, uh, I I really enjoyed sort of the. Um, I really enjoy how intelligent the writers make uh, Harper. Like, I, I think it was brilliant having her like calculating the electrical engineering stuff that, in her head. That was probably my favorite moment of the issue, I think, mm-hmm. because it was there were a lot of bad misdirects in the issue. I think yeah. you know, like, or maybe not even misdirects, but like moments where you're like, "Oh, this is going to happen." Well, no, wait, you know, like. Like twice, mother is prevented from activating the satellites, and then we get the fake out that that Cass is going to kill mother, and also that you know Harper is going to kill Cass. And I feel like out of all of those, the one with Harper works the best because the explanation of what's really going on is so in character and so just you know so good. Yeah. Sure, I can agree oh, uh, with that. Mm-hmm. Is there, um, what was there any part of this issue that you guys felt didn't ring true to the last twenty five issues? No, I don't think so. I think it was, um, um, I think it was a fitting finale. You know, I, I think I think Batman Eternal kind of petered out. Didn't didn't we kind of think that it kind of stumbled toward its end? Yeah, I think especially because we felt like the um, the mis- the quote mysterious villain was just one of those tropes that we thought we fe- we thought we had the villain figured out like at four different times throughout <laughs> throughout the series, and then it turns out the villain was different. So I feel like because there was that mystery element, when the mystery was revealed and it didn't live up to our standards, it was like, oh well, this is this feels like it's dragging on longer than it should. Yeah. Whereas this, there was no doubt who the villain was from the beginning. 
and I, I think overall this did a better job of making this story feel and maybe it's because, maybe it's because there were the elements took place in the past this story felt more vital to the Batman mythology mm-hmm. in a way does, does that make sense to you yeah um yeah I don't know um it did get me thinking about uh sort of weekly comics and the role of of weeklies in DC Rebirth. I don't think we're going to see a weekly for quite some time. Think so? Oh, I mean I think with with all the books shipping twice monthly they're every... going to they're going to essentially feel that way. Exactly. And especially, you know, with you figure if there's uh three bat books shipping twice month monthly then we're we're really getting uh, close to saturation if they're doing another Bat Weekly on top of that. Right. I, yeah, I think it'll be a little while before we see the Weekly come back. At least a Weekly in the Bat family, I'd say. Yeah. Well, I think in general, maybe, with the double shipping going on, mm-hmm. um, I think they might take a break from Weeklies. I could see a while. I could see their next event being weekly in the way that Convergence was weekly. Yeah, I could see that too. Um, because I, I honestly think that I, we've talked about this before, but I think that design works really well for event books mm-hmm. um, because you get the story told quickly. Rather, than, you can you know you can tell an eight issue story in two months rather than eight months. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it also forces the publisher to um, to not let like what happened with Secret Wars happen here. Secret mm-hmm. Wars took so much longer than anticipated, and that might happen regardless. But it wouldn't take like four months more. It couldn't mm-hmm. just the right. nature of it couldn't be couldn't allow for that. So, um, all right, what what's what, why don't we do a one thing on the issue and then a one thing on the series? Oh man. Putting us on the spot here. Well, you know, gotta throw an audible in there once in a while. So, uh-huh, yeah. Uh, so, anybody have their one thing ready to go? I've got my one thing for the issue. All right, we'll, we'll do that first, and then I have my one thing for the series, and uh, I'll let you guys think while I blabber on. So, what's your one thing for the issue? My one thing for the issue is um, Stephanie Brown's Han Solo moment <laughs> when uh, when she gets the like big electro gun or whatever for Harper. Mm-hmm. And Harper says, "I love you," and Steph says, "I know." Yeah, that was that was pretty great. <laughs> Steph's great. Yeah, and I'm glad that they are giving her real character traits, not just making her another sort of bat sidekick. Mm-hmm. They're letting her be Steph. Indeed. Zach, what's your one thing? Oh, man, I just thought of my one thing for the whole series, and I hope you guys don't take it. Um, um, Now, my one thing for the issue... um, I guess this isn't... So this is maybe... This is for me and maybe also for the audience. Um, Maybe you guys know. Did either of you read all of Robin War? No. No. Okay, so maybe I guess we don't know, but I wonder. So at the end, there's the you know the editors know this takes place after Batman Fifty and Robin War, mm-hmm. which obviously I know why they tell us it takes place after Batman Fifty because otherwise you would be really confused about hey why is Bruce back? Right. Um, 
But I wonder why they put the Robin War note. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know. Was Damien involved in that at all? That he was, yes. He he yeah. was, yeah. Um, but I wasn't aware it necessarily affected the status quo that much. Yeah. Maybe it's just read Robin War, everybody. Maybe it, it was. Maybe there was some tension between the Robins and prior they, to it. No, like during yeah. Robin War, and so they right. wanted to let us know that this is after all that tension is dissipated. Okay, that's my guess. That makes sense. There's like no tension now. They're best friends. They are best friends, which is fine. Yeah. I I like them being friendly. I have no problem with them being friendly. Uh, my one thing is that. The cover lied to us, and we got no Duke in this issue. Oh. And I, I was a little bummed by that. I really like Duke as a character. And mm-hmm. I, I thought that the We Are Robin stuff in the early uh, issues of the series was one of the strongest things that the series had going for it. So I was mm-hmm. excited to see Duke after especially being one of the um, helping out at one of the beacons in the last few weeks. I was excited to see how he was going to work himself into the issue. And, like, we got every other superfluous Bat member. Talon shows up in there, <laughs> you know, but uh, but no Duke. Mm-hmm. So I was a little bummed about not having Duke there because, like I said, I like that character. Yeah. And I'm glad it appears that he's going to be the Robin to Tom King's Batman. Yeah, he's the new one. I know. Yeah. That's, I think that's really exciting. I think it is, too. And it's amazing that we can say that about yet another Robin. It, 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 yeah. I know, right? <laughs> you know, like... Do any of you guys know offhand what year Jason Todd became Robin? Oh, who oh. gives a crap? <laughs> well, I mean, it was it was just before Crisis, wasn't it? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that was in my lifetime. So I have, I have seen every Robin in my lifetime, and uh, I'm not sick of new Robins yet. Yeah. I also think that it was such a difficult birth with Damien. People disliked him for so long. That um, I think once people realized how great Damien was, it made people less resentful of the idea of new Robins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't get I don't get why anyone didn't like Damien anyway. I don't either. I, I think but it's people, probably because I just have such a ridiculous, you know, hard on for Morrison comics. So. <laughs> that might be part of it. Um, <laughs> but I also think it's just you know people. People didn't like... See, to me, the best part... Of, to me, I, I started to love Damien when Dick became Batman. Yeah. Because the balance of having the the reverse of the typical dark and light Batman and Robin relationship really, really worked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having Dick as the, uh, the optimist and Damien as the pessimist, it just felt so right. I think people just felt Damien was too obnoxious. Mm-hmm. When he was when he first debuted, but see you know, that was that was the point. Like it, it was. Well, I'm not saying they were right. I'm saying that's what they thought. Yeah. So I uh, I know Damien's kind of you know he's blowing up even more in Rebirth. He's gonna be he has like two books that he's kind of headlining. You know, and neither Titans one like a straight Bat Super book. Sun. Right, but I would love love love. You know, just as big as the Bat family is, I think we could, it could support this kind of pairing. I would love to see, like, a Nightwing and Robin book. Sure. Yeah. You know, or I would like to see Robin play a big part, or not, I'd like to see Damien play a big part in Seely's Nightwing, just because those two work so well together. Yeah. And 
you know, I think I think Dick deserves a Robin. Do you guys think that this book, this is a question I had yesterday, and I'm glad I wrote it down because I would have definitely forgotten to talk about it. Do you think that this book was the long-rumored Robin's book? Do you think this was the pitch? Uh, I might have thrown out of it because that 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 wasn't it always uh, Lemire was attached to that. That yeah, but that's at the time when Rich Johnston's DC rumors were only about half right, as opposed okay. to now where they're all right. So you know maybe this was just maybe he got one of the details wrong on that. I don't yeah, know. I think I, maybe. I mean, I think it might have grown out of that. I think you know the success of Eternal. They needed another weekly. Mm-hmm. This was a logical progression, and they probably had a lot of, you know, unused Robins ideas sitting around, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I mean, because that, that was something that Rich had been talking about since the first uh, wave of new New 52 titles. Right. And I feel like... Man, you remember when the New 52 had waves? You remember when that was a... <laughs> I look forward to the rebirth waves. Yeah. Oh. Um. I just, I just think that eventually you're gonna tell a Robin story, and you know, it's kind like of crazy I, they hadn't up until this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that always seemed like such a, like a just a. You've got all these characters. You got to use them. You know, people like them, and you know that if you put Batman's name on it, people will buy it. You know, so like I never understood why they didn't, but I don't know. Anyway, I just had a thought. What's that? This is dumb, and it probably won't happen. But what if I said this many, many, many issues of Batman and Robin Eternal ago? But what if Harper becomes Dick's Robin, so to speak? Yeah, in Nightwing, I would love that. They have yeah, similar costumes. They the... do. Yeah, they're blue. <laughs> they match. They do match. Oh, I would man. like that. And and they had like a couple moments, like maybe halfway through Eternal, where I was like, I would buy that book. You know, they had the one where like the bat cowl was framing Dick, and then the Robin mask was framing yeah Harper. Like, if that's an oh, Easter egg. That I would so like, I'd buy that book seven days a week and twice on Sunday, as Brian Salvatore always says. Yeah, you just had a thought that was good. I just had a thought that was really bad. <laughs> okay, go for um, it. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking about you know we're talking about all these Batman family pairings and just how big the Bat family has gotten and how happy everyone is. Oh boy. Eventually, the other shoe is going to have to drop. There's going to be the rubber banding, and we're going to get Batman Civil War. And it's going to be Bruce versus Dick with their respective Bat family teams. I take Team Dick. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, me too, definitely. Team Dick all the way. Phrasing. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, I would actually really love that story if it was, like, a meta commentary for, like, Seeley versus King. And they're just (laughs) actually, like, duking it out behind the scenes with, like, Batman action figures, and that's how the story gets made. <laughs> You're killing me, though, Zach, because that... <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, as, as as much as I like the idea of what you just said, just the mere thought that they're going to go to that well. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm not saying they will. No, no. That's just okay. my brain went. Everybody close went. your eyes. Close your eyes. Uh, we're on top of a building in Gotham. 
The bat signal is there. This is the final issue of Batman Civil War, written by James Tynan IV, and you have Dick and Bruce talking. You know, Dick, we're two sides of the same coin. I need you and you need me. You see, I am the darkness and you are the light. Together we make one. You know, Bruce, I never thought of it that way, but you're right. We complete each other. Let's go stop some crime. And they jump off the roof. Where did you get that script? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Pulled it out of 2018. Exactly. Just think, like, uh, how have we not gotten a Civil War book from DC in the last decade and a half? Because we just got a movie of it. It made $500 yeah, million dollars and it sucked my dick. <laughs> Can you play that on the... <laughs> and the melodica? And the melodica? No, please no, don't. No, <laughs> uh, I can't play Jump by Van Halen, though. Oh, great. <laughs> wow, where are we now? Who's Well, but, but yeah, DC, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you want somebody to pitch you Batman Civil War. Yeah. I'm uh, just hit me up on Twitter. The War of the Cowls. Hear hear me now. The War of the Cowls. That's what it's going to be called. The Cowls. The Battle for the Battle of the Bats. Yeah. I don't know. There's something to that. Gotham. uh, The the War of Gotham Aggression. There we go. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Have we done everybody's one thing? Yeah, I'm ready for my one thing on the series, if you guys are. Do it. Me too. Okay, I don't think this is the end of Mother. That's my one thing in the series. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, I'm sure she'll come back. If you recall Mother's origin, she was shot like 400 times and just pretended to be dead and then got up and walked away. And she was like stabbed. We saw her stabbed like with a bayonet or something. Uh She's RoboCop. What? She's RoboCop. Oh, she's RoboCop. Okay. Um... (laughs) RoboCop. (laughs) RoboCop. I love mispronouncing robot as Robert. It's one of my favorite things. Um, but no, I, I don't think that this is going to be the end of her. I, I think we're going to see her pop up again. Not for some time, but I think this is going to be... I think she's, she's going to continue to play a role in the Batman universe. If only because I think that the central conflict of the series was kind of Mother and Bruce, and Mother and Bruce never met. in this Only in flashback. So yeah. I, I could see them definitely using her as a foil for Bruce at some point in the future. Oh, this is another one thing I had about the issue really quick that you just made me think of. <laughs> I was surprised that Bruce didn't show up for the big fight. Yeah. Um, just by sheer providence, I'm flipping through old issues of this, looking for the mother origin, and I opened the back of a book right to Dan Jurgens pointing at me. So, <laughs> oh. You got Jurgens in an episode that's not even about Jurgens. I did. Wow. Yeah. I love that picture. It means so much to me now. (laughs) I want just like a big poster of it, like either like above my bed or like right in front of it so that like I like look up in the morning and it's just Jurgens pointing at me and I'll know that I can get through the day. We should all get tattoos of Jurgens pointing at us. Sure. Yeah. I want the, you know, the famous picture of Kramer from Seinfeld, the painting. Yes. Yes. I want that only I want Jurgens painted. Yes. And, you know, hang, hanging in a really nice frame. <laughs> love you, Dan. Yep. We'd love really to have you on the do. show. Love to have you on the show. I would love it. 
<laughs> All right, Zach, what, what's your uh, series one thing? What's the list? <laughs> we called that. We said that list is going to mean nothing. Oh, that goddamn oh, list. Zach, Zach, you're the best. Oh, man. <laughs> it's just young people. It's it's people that it's people that were on Bernie Sanders uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> support list. A Sanders volunteer texted me today. <laughs> Not a joke. Um, yeah, what was with the list? I. You know, I'm not going to make time to do this because I'm too busy getting Jurgens by comics from the 90s, but <laughs> I should go back and read those first few issues to see if I can make heads or tails of that. I actually pulled all of my issues of this and was going to reread them before this episode, but then, you know, didn't happen. Then you realized yeah. you're a father of two kids that just had a kid. Yes. And. Wait, one of his kids just had a kid? Yeah, I'm a grandfather, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Pop Pop Bri Bri. <laughs> you had Pop Pop in the attic? Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So, my one thing. Um, so, it's, it's, uh, it's a line from the last issue, but it encompasses the entire series. And it's my hope for the Batman line and I guess the DCU in, in a, in a greater measure going forward. And it's that line that Dick says about how the Robins are like a grin. What is it? A grin in the dark. Mm -hmm. Like, I love that line. First of all, because if Batman is the scowl, the, the Robins are generally the grin in the dark that guides you. And, uh, and I feel like the entire tone of Batman and Robin Eternal, even though it got really dark with Cass and her dad and mother for a little bit, the overall tone was was very Robin-esque. And it's 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 kind of what I like about it's it's what I love about the Robins, and it's why Batman's extended family is so essential to me. And I really felt that through the whole series, and I hope I mean, that's what Detective sounds like it's going to be. Tom King kind of promises that uh, his Batman will be a little bit more hopeful, too. You know, so I'm, I'm hoping that's a theme going forward. I hope so, too. Yeah. I had kind of a cynical thought while you were talking, Vince. Oh, which Jesus. Is, no, no, it, 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 it's actually just a question, I guess, more than anything else. It's, uh, do you think this series could have ever happened without the word Batman in the title? Um, I think that, I think it's a sales issue. Uh, I think DC wants to put Batman in as much stuff as they reasonably can. Mm -hmm. You know, what if it was just called like Robin's eternal or just Robin's, you know, like, is this, was this the, like the calculation that like, we want to tell a story like this, but we need to get the Batman name in there. Cause there yeah. are full issues. Cool Batman's not was, in. It would have been nice if it was like Robin eternal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they, I, I, I think they, they were trying to double down on the Batman Eternal yeah. popularity. You know. Yeah, I do too. It makes I'm, sense. You you know that there were like 
you know that shorthand was probably still like, yeah, is it, give me that, give me one of those Batman Eternals, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, people were probably still using that as shorthand. Yeah, I'm sure the like working title was like Batman Eternal Two or something like that, you know. <laughs> it is taking all of my strength to not do a voice of a certain editorial member asking for more Batman Eternal. <laughs> I, I really wish you would. Could you just do it and then edit it out later? How about this? How about well, let's say goodbye, and then I, and then I'll give you guys all the all, all the all the fun you want. Okay. Right. So wait a minute, guys. When are we gonna do this again? Because this 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 is it for weeklies. Yeah. Well, well we're actually closing up shop, and uh, I'm never talking to you guys again. <laughs> oh, so bye. Okay. Well, screw you. <laughs> no, uh, we are uh, we're gonna be doing this twice a month for April and May. We're doing a series called New Fifty Two in Review. We have, I think I can say, some great creators lined up. Wouldn't you guys agree with that? Yes, I um, concur. Jurgens? Not yet. Working on Don't him. Don't get my hopes up. Yeah. Um, we're, ho- we're hoping to get uh, Dan Jurgens, Keith Giffen, and J.M. DeMatteis in here in one right. day to do... Uh... ha Yeah, to do ha. There we go. And uh, we'll, we'll invite Kevin McGuire, but then uninvite him at the last minute, and uh, oh, and bring in, and bring in Howard Porter instead. That's a, that's a deep oh, cut, that's, folks. Oh, deep oh, cut. Stop. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I still think about what, how that book might have been okay. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. We can all hope, right? If only. If only. If only. But anyway, you can uh, you can follow the three of us on Twitter, where you can find out when these things are happening. Uh, I'll, I'll just tell you, actually, we're taking next week off from uh, from releasing a show, but we will be back the second Wednesday in uh, April with our first episode of the DC Three Cast New Fifty Two in review. And then I think we made a commitment to do all of the Rebirth specials, right? Every week, get together and talk about the Rebirth specials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, Vince is going even a step further, and I know he wants us to follow. Yeah, <laughs> I I broke it down today to think about how much I would have to read mm-hmm. to read everything, and it seems pretty doable until you get to August, and then it's like thirty books drop. And well, here, here here's my thought: is that if we do this for June and July, by August we'll know what we can drop from the June and July books. Yes, sure. I think I could probably already guess, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> my my honest goal is uh, six issues for every series, mm. and then we'll see what happens from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I made it eight issues of the New Fifty Two for everything. It would be nice if we could read as much as possible, so we could actually be like authorities on DC Comics instead of you know just. <laughs> Hacks who come in and talk about stuff they don't really know what they're, you know. <laughs> this is again peeking behind the curtain a little bit. When we did our joint episode with Robots from Tomorrow, Greg was like, So, DC3, what's this book about? And we're like, I don't know. So, like, what about this book? And we're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, we were exposed for the frauds we are. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I am. I I will take the challenge, and actually, maybe that'll be a fun thing we can do with our readers. Maybe we can create yeah a, a hashtag or something and get the conversation going on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. There's nothing like a a really solid relaunch to um, you know, to build up and then dash your hopes. <laughs> well, no, that's not what I was going to say. But yeah, that does happen <laughs> to get you to make a huge financial mistake. <laughs> yes, that too. Yeah. yeah. 
Those are all things that relaunches are really good at. I mean, to be fair, this is like the most, and this is, I'm still on a line from Vince here, but this is like the most fun time to be a comics fan. Like oh, this, it is. this stuff is the best. It is. Anyway, back to Twitter where you can follow all of us. Uh, I am at Brian Needs a Nap. I am at VJ underscore O-S-T-R-O-W-S-K-I. And I'm going to be tweeting about Super Sons for the next two months. So, <laughs> And I'm at SirFox89, DC, DM me, Batman Civil War. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah, we, we should probably put this out there into the world, too. We, uh, we have agreed as a, as a trio that if DC wants to hire the three of us together... We would all accept that, but not separately. Yeah. So you know, think about it, guys. We uh, we're I'd say we're more affordable than the guys they have now. Um, oh, definitely. And and that that's no knock on them, but you know we can come. We're a little bit younger. We can uh, we can come in a little cheaper, and uh, I don't think you'll be seeing any any drop off whatsoever in sales because I'm sure no. the three of us could make this work perfectly. So. Hey, yeah, and you know, like. I think we we could do it. I'm telling you, DC. I'm I'm getting my MBA. I know about business. I'm about to be Lean Six certified. If you know what that means, <laughs> you, uh, I'll streamline your entire portfolio. I'll just streamline the whole process. I'll fix it all for you. I, we'll do it. I was one third of an editorial team for an ISN nominated website once. What what site was that? That was MultiversityComics.com. Where you uh, can find great content every, every single day about comics. And, uh, and I don't think I know anybody as fiercely loyal to a brand as Vince's to the Packers. So <laughs> you're getting you're getting editorial, you're getting financial, and you're getting uh, moral support. And Vince can run the social media angle with Absolutely. the best. Sure. We're to get the three of us are a triple threat. We really are. <laughs> um, I also <laughs> bake good bread. <laughs> if, if you guys are hungry, I bake some good bread. Oh yeah. So there we go. Uh, you, you you can you can email all of us at our first names at multiversitycomics.com for uh, job pitches and whatnot. So I'll provide free healthcare to everyone at DC. Now that's a bargain right there. You you better just sold us there. That that might be the. Uh, I mean, in, we, in one in one year, I can't prescribe anything, but <laughs> I I can give you some suggestions. Yeah, there we go. Just <laughs> oh. <selling> this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two two of the three of us bring a Midwest sensibility to it. I, I bring an East yeah. Coast edge. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, t- to be fair, we're three white guys. That seems appealing to comics. So uh, oh. we, yeah. Oh God. Let's 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 cut it off there. <laughs> Good night folks. <laughs>